You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's always draft season podcast, part of the Packing Up Podcast Network. Jake Chavink here with you guys again on this lovely Friday. But maybe isn't so lovely because I feel like we kind of watched the end of the Packers 2022 season last night. I actually thought my voice would be a little more hoarse. I was actually at the game at Lambeau. And, you know, I think... It's nice going, and I really enjoy it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and what's really nice is you can see, you know, obviously we have coaches film on NFL Plus and whatnot, and with Game Pass and all that, that you can go back and watch the game. But it's nice seeing everything kind of unfold live. You can kind of see, oh, there's issues here and there's issues there and whatnot. So that was nice to see, um, but it, it does feel like we are headed to draft season now, which, you know, gets me pretty excited. Uh, as as a Packers fan and a draft fan, both. So, you know, I thought today I, I kind of want to just go over the Tennessee game a little bit in terms of, oh, you know, what stood out and what the Packers could use in the draft. And the first thing that stood out isn't really pertaining to next year's draft per se, uh, but, boy, the play of two rookies last night really, really stood out. And obviously, Christian Watson having five touchdowns in five days is nuts. Uh, he, All he does is catch touchdowns, which is great now. He's going to catch the rest of 12's touchdowns the rest of the year, apparently. But to see him you know, making some strides early on, uh, and, and you know, it doesn't feel early on maybe because we're in November of his rookie season, but like he, he just missed a lot of time. You know, the, the injuries have kind of piled up for him, and he's never really gotten the chance. And I feel like... He is making, you know, more plays than I thought he would, honestly, um, through, you know, how many games really he's truly played. And that's really exciting. And, you know, I thought, you know, he's a smooth athlete, but just, again, he's still working on the on fine-tuning his game, right, in terms of tracking the football, in terms of, you know, better hand technique, in terms of, 
you know, route tree, you know, finding space against zone, understanding, you know, where I got to be, you know, with each route. And and so what's really nice is they're giving him crossers, right? They're giving him Rodgers gave him a ball on a free play, right? Go up and get it. Like that's that's what you'd like to see a 6-4, 208-pound receiver do is, you know, go up and get the contested balls. You know, you'd love to see improvement there. That's a great step to see from him right there. Uh that first touchdown. But with the speed that's just field tilting and the explosiveness that that the offense needs, it's great to have him. Quay Walker looked really, really good, whether it be, you know, playing traditionally in the middle, right, where, you, you know, you get that 5-2, you know, front with against Derrick Henry, but also, you know, in, either in a five- or six-man front when he's one of the two guys on the end man of the line of scrimmage, right? He's either, you know, playing that kind of Sam Jack, you know, position, and, you know, he's asking to, you know, either – kind of surf or he's playing you know he's he's setting a strong edge and I thought he did really really well last night and uh, unfortunately went down with an injury late but it looks like Walker and Watson are here to stay at least it, that's what it looks like to this point which is very very nice I, I was really surprised that because I don't it, at first I was kind of confused because I thought you know oh is is Devontae Wyatt out um because I was, I, I thought, oh, he's not getting like any run, so that was really strange, and especially for for a team that generated nothing really in terms of pass rush last night, except maybe, you know, there was a, there was a sack late in the game in the fourth quarter. There was a nice play by Walker and Preston Smith, you know, on that kind of elongated play action they ran earlier in the game, but like just very shocked that. Guys like Clark and and Smith and just they didn't get after it at all, you know. Like it, it is, it was really, really evident that that Rashawn Gary is sorely missed with these guys. And and again, expecting Kingsley and Nagbre, how much, however much we were enthralled with the selection, expecting a fifth round you know rookie to come and be like, all right, here we go, I'm gonna dominate, you know, and be a big part of this pass rush. That's that's just not going to happen, right? And Preston Smith, you know, he has the length. He's, he's a very physical player. You know, he's more of the set the strong edge, you know, be able to kind of control the offensive lineman in front of him with the length and be able to get off and make plays. And he's just not the type of pass rusher you'd necessarily be like, all right, this is the guy that's going to be able to tee off every single game. you got to be, you know, all over him. you got to double him, like all that stuff. And he, he just isn't that, right? So the pass rush just did not look good, and I'm just really confused why Devontae White didn't get more run in that game at all so the that was something where you know you look at the pass rush and you're like all right this pass rush has to get better and even if like again Devonte wyatt's not going anywhere kenny clark probably not going anywhere right but like man clark has not played well recently preston smith's been kind of meh again he's not the pass rushing type right that was what zadaria smith was before gary took over the starting role. So I, I think pass rush is a really nice place to start. And if the Packers end up having a, you know, a top 10 pick, that's, that's where I think they should potentially look to. Um, especially if like, again, you feel like if, if I, I know they're going to have to make a decision with Bakhtiari and that's just, that's, that's going to be a tough one to make, but like it, trenches, I feel like is, is very much where they should look right now. Uh, in the first round, unless it's Quentin Johnston, because I still don't think like again, 
we thought we thought at least if you remember Mason and I talking about the Packers, you know, draft class, um, you know, this new one that we thought, okay, Dobbs might acclimate a little bit quicker than than Watson did, and he kind of did in camp, and you know, he was obviously out there for more reps, and than than Watson was early in the early in the season. But again, he is just—he's kind of become the you know the possession type, and I think that with with Dobbs and Watson, you've kind of recreated Lazard in two different players. Have you created any bit of Devonte Adams? Not really. You're trying to recreate him in the aggregate. It's not working too well. So I, if, if Quentin Johnston's there, and this is you know we're gonna kind of overlap Packers and prospects and all that stuff, but like he's playing Baylor tomorrow. I I really encourage you to check that out. He is. He's outstanding. I, I see him just be so tight and efficient with breaks, stuff for a 6'4", 212-pound player. Like, the, one of my criticisms of Christian Watson was that just, like, take it takes a lot of time for him to gear down and get out of breaks. A lot of steps and a lot of yardage displacement. Quentin Johnson doesn't. It takes him, you know, three, four steps, he's out of the break. You know, not many yardage, he's out of the break. He can, he can decelerate, and his throttle control is very, very good. And that's where I think he separates himself as like, okay, wide receiver one very much very much has that potential, right? And he's got the size, explosiveness, athleticism. You know, he's a young player that the Packers will like, right? He'll he'll be 22 a, a week or so before the season starts next year. So that's why I really lean into Quentin Johnston if he's there. I, I really am, am struggling when I go through mocks right now. And, yes, I'm going through mocks because I'm, I'm a degenerate. Like – I struggle not picking him there because after that, like I don't love the players left because you get guys like Cedric Tillman and A.T. Perry who have really nice size. You know, they're 6'3 for Tillman, 6'4 for Perry. Tillman's a little bit, you know, thicker at 215 than Perry at 203. But like both of them are really not overly explosive guys, right? These are your contested ball winners. You're, you're, they're smooth movers for their size, but this isn't like, okay, this is the wide receiver one. This is, this is your contested ball guy, you know. Oh, you can he can feign X, you know, in the in the mold of maybe Alan Lazard, right? That's kind of what those guys remind me of. Rasheed Rice has a little bit more yak ability. Like that's probably the other guy I would I would plant the flag on right now is be like, okay, this is you know somebody who would fit into that you know one A one B one C type of thing at, at receiver. That's fine. I was really hopeful for Keishon Butte. Like he just hasn't done it and. He had two seasons where you thought, okay, the production is going to take the jump. Now he's in the slot. He doesn't look as explosive as he was last year. Like, that's concerning to me. I know people are going to beat the drum for Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, six foot 185. He's a deep threat. I'm going to be really honest. I'm He's probably not going to rank very highly for me. He's just, he's just a deep, he's, he's very much just a deep threat. And, and, He's the, he's the, you know the deep threat slant guy go guy that's it and that's like what he is the yak I'm not impressed with with him so like that's another guy that just kind of like chopped off the list and I know Packers aren't gonna like Josh Downs or Jordan Addison they're both five ten they're both sub hundred eighty pounds like that just seems like guys they would not draft you know I I know they drafted Mari Rogers who was under six foot but like he was two hundred twelve pounds he thought okay running back build slot build like. Josh Downs is explosive and a fantastic route runner. I just don't think they're going to look at him, and that's what stinks. Um, but there you go. Like Jordan Addison's not even twenty-one yet; he's twenty, and he, he's a fabulously good route runner. Like pretty good at catch point guy and, and a strong yak player. Like he's, he's really well rounded. He's just smaller, so you're not going to get that like 
mm, difference maker type unless unless Xavier Hutchinson can clean up drops. Xavier Hutchinson's in that mold of like, oh, this isn't superb athlete type, but he is like, oh, separate from me a little bit. Win the slant route, you know. Be more savvy as the route runner with your size. He's 6'2", 208. He'll be at the Senior Bowl. That's somebody, you know, when the Senior Bowl gets going, we'll be talking about him very much. So uh, along with, you know, Rasheed Rice as well. Dontavian Wicks is the other one where he's kind of in Watson's mold of this deep threat yak player, you know, at 6'2", 202. But, like, he has more twitch. It's it's very functional. It can gain him separation. So maybe he's going to be the guy at the Senior Bowl that I'll come away with and be like, yep, that should be him. I'm still on the Roma Dunze train from Washington if he's still available. But that's that was key to me. I th- there's still just a lot. There's juice missing in the wide receiver room um, outside of Watson. If, if Watson's not there right now, holy moly, the juice is lacking. Like, I love Cobb and Lazard. They're great. They're just, they're, their explosiveness, the, the functional athleticism is just, it's not up to snuff with with where the league is it just isn't like they're really nice possession guys Lazard blocks his butt off it's awesome right Cobb can run through can run through the secondary and in zone coverage that's awesome like it's nice to have them but like when the chips are down like Watkins is probably done here I think this will be his only year I, I think that everybody probably agrees there Dobbs and Toure are nice depth pieces but like I just hanging a hat on on Watson Dobbs Toure is probably, I hope, something that Goody does not do. And and if that's bringing back Lazard, then maybe that'll be it, and we'll look, you know, maybe later. But it's just hard for me not to pound the table for Quentin Johnston right now. And I, honestly, I wish I could draft both Johnston and Downs because Johnston, Watson, Downs would be nuts. There's so much explosiveness there. You've got two strong route runners. You have guys who can dominate after the catch. Like, this is the offense, man. This is the one where, you know, LaFleur loves the low A dot throws, but they just generate, they'll generate gobs of gobs of yards after the catch. That'd be my that's my dream. That's my dream at receiver. That that it based on you know who's available as a free agent and who's available as, as a potential draft pick. Like that would be my ideal room. And you got Dobbs and Tour right there. That would be sick. Uh, they're never going to do that, though. So let's move on. Um, tackle's going to be interesting in the offseason, right? You have Bakhtiari's situation. But Zach Tom's looked good. And, and I think Josh Nyman has looked good as well. Like, he's really acclimating at right tackle. I'm very impressed with him. So if they decide that Tom and Nyman are good enough and we're going to go look, you know, mid-round, day three again at tackle, find the, find the diamond in the rough... I think I'm in with that. Like that's gonna be unless again, if if they don't feel that way, sweet. That means we're gonna be talking potentially a lot about Olufashanu, who I've talked about a ton about. I've talked a ton about Paris Johnson. I've talked a ton about you know Peter Skaronsky here. Those are the guys, right? And Broderick Jones from Georgia. Those are the top four right now, in my opinion. I I don't think I'm gonna be swayed from that too much. Uh, I think Matthew Bergeron's in the conversation for five. Jalen Duncan might be as well, but we'll see. But like that, that's where the the conversation starts. Then it's like, okay, if Tom and and Nyman aren't it, then those guys are going to be in that conversation. You know, Packers are currently at pick twelve. Based on the remaining schedule, they could be eight and nine or seven and ten. That's kind of where I see it at the moment. That probably means they're going to be in that range. I would bet they're in that range, 9 to 13. That's kind of where I think they'll be at. So 
you know, that's that's fine. Um, but those tackles will definitely be in play. But because I was talking about the pass rush, right, that that opens the door up. And I think the defensive line and, and the that door opens up as well. Like Kenny Clark, man. Where were you last night? It's gonna be on, he's gonna be on Chris Carter's where he at. Like, you know, right? Like where you at? Like that's I don't know, man. That's I've got concerns about this defensive line across the board. And that's why I think that you guys, every second you get, look at some guys. Okay. So many prospects for Packers in between, kind of where I'm gonna take the rest of this and go, but like we're going kind of position by position a little bit quick quickly here, but if you're not watching uh, Jerzon Newton from Illinois and Mozzie Smith from Michigan tomorrow morning or afternoon, wherever you are, uh, those are two guys you absolutely have to pay attention to. Like, they are impressive players. Um, probably haven't heard Newton's name at all. If you follow, you know, Bruce Feldman, you know about um, you know about Mozzie Smith. He's, you know, this tremendous athlete type who's, you know, flashed as a pass rusher, really strong run defender type like him a lot I, I like him a lot as a mid-round guy you know we'll, we'll see the flashes have, have kind of been fewer and far between but he's a 21 year old player who will be you know he'll he'll be that at, at the time of the draft so he'll definitely be on the radar for them Jerzon Newton's been just strong twitchy this great three technique who's going to get after the quarterback now if they feel like okay well we've got that in Wyatt we'll move him around everywhere we need something a little different right we would love this and and who knows if it's Barry or not right but we would love this nose tackle this dude who just eats up space for us you know that's the guy we want to control the trenches take a guy out of the box be able to just kind of defend it Staley-esque Fangio-esque Siaki Ika from Baylor again another guy if you're if you're tuning in to watch Quentin Johnston tomorrow between TCU Baylor you watch Ika too who's a nose tackle, who flashes as a pass rusher, but it's like literally impossible to move him off the ball. 6'4", 358 listed. He's big, okay? This is your this is your diet Jordan Davis, basically, right? Like that's that's the player we're looking at here. I really like what he's shown. Um, and again, another guy who's he, he's 22 right now. I mean, you're, you're teetering, but like, again, they, the Packers have kind of, under Goody kind of broken the trend you know you take Devontae Wyatt who's older in the first round so I don't I Siaki Ika would be very interesting to me in the in the second round as that type of player who's just control gaps for me and you know flash a little bit against uh, as a pass rusher he can do that the other guy who I think needs to be talked about more in, in terms of defensive tackles is Byron Young from Alabama 6'3 300 Boy, did he he has jumped this year. And and I'm talking about, you know, the first step explosiveness, the lateral quickness, you know, being able to, you know, stab jab step inside one way and cross your face as a rusher. You know, be able to cross your face as as, you know, controlling two gaps in your run fit, right? He's doing all of those things for Alabama, but he's being shown up constantly. Week after week, he's getting shown up by Will Anderson, obviously, and Dallas Turner, who's gonna be a, you know, probably a top five pick in twenty twenty four. Like he's getting overshadowed by those two guys every week, but Byron Young continues to bring the lunch pail and just dominate uh, week in and week out. So that's another guy that I think you know if if Bama's got Auburn, 
uh, and they need some help. So probably watch him against Auburn. I, I don't know if he'll play the bowl game. That's the thing. That's what's nice usually about evaluating Bama players is you get these meaningful games late in the season. This isn't one of those. But you watch them against Auburn because they want that rivalry win. So they're playing Austin P this week. That's just not a game to evaluate. I'm sorry. It's not. I expect, you know, Anderson to have a few sacks potentially in that game. Like, that's just not one you need to evaluate, right? Um, Jervon Dexter from Florida is another, you know, defensive tackle to potentially watch if you want to watch Florida Vanderbilt. Uh, if you're watching Wisconsin, Nebraska, Keanu Benton is very interesting. He's going down to the Senior Bowl, I believe. You know, six four three twelve, a bit bigger than you know the Carter and Brzee guys. So, and even I think he's bigger than no, he's not bigger than Mozzie Smith. But some of the some of the true pass rush three tech guys, he's a little bit bigger than, but he's in that mold for sure. So that's another guy potentially watch if you want to if you want to look at defensive tackles tomorrow, uh, in the games. But now it's kind of time, you know, you talk about edge rusher really quick before we take a break. And again, we, we talk about Will Anderson. We talk about Miles Murphy. We understand those guys. Tyree Wilson would be very fascinating at 6'6", 270. That feels like somebody the Packers would really like as well. But he's a, he is a fifth-year senior. so But he's got explosiveness, length, power, the, the, whole, the whole nine yards. I just don't think the Packers will be in on Nolan Smith because he's 237 pounds unless he can really beef that up and get to 250. Because, dang, he just defends a run like a madman. He's explosive, bendy player. Like, that is just somebody you want on your team. B.J. Ojolari would be very fun as a pass rusher. He's got all the moves. Ghost, bend, inside move. You know, he can do it all. Jared Verse might be the Packers guy. Uh, if they're, like, trading down in the first round or, or what have you. 6'4", 251. He's got, I think, I think, uh, before he transferred, he had 53 pressures and 11 sacks in two seasons. Boy, has he done a great job this year as well at, at Florida State. Uh, he was at an Albany transfer. So he's somebody, you know, Florida State. Who do they play this week? I feel like they play a cupcake. Louisiana. Yeah, they kind of. I mean, it's not as a, not as cupcake as some of these guys are playing, like Bama and A&M, right? Like Mississippi State's playing East Tennessee State. But, like, Louisiana's a, a, a decent Sunbelt team. Like, But, you know, Jared Verse probably eat those guys up as well. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, pass rushers. I just feel like they have to add somebody and whether it be, I just feel like they got to add somebody with, with decent size. Like Derek Hall from Auburn's really interesting. He's, he's yet to, he turns 22 in March. So he's going to be a younger guy at the senior bowl than some of these other guys. That's, he's very interesting to me. He's got, he's got impressive length too. He he's got the long arms. He's pretty explosive. That's somebody I'd like to have as a third rusher. That would be really nice. Um, but if the Packers are going to commit early to this, then I think my guy is going to be either Murphy or Ojolari or Verse. I think it's one of those three. If you're looking like, oh, Green Bay trades down from twelve into the twenties, maybe picks up another, you know, second round pick in the process, and then they move up. <laughs> <laughs> to the second round get out of that third round curse right so like if they do that that would be the guy I would want to target there uh one of those guys as a pass rusher murphy won't be there but like versa or ojalari would be really nice in green bay i just feel like they're, they're just they're gonna go like tackle defensive line or receiver like right now if we're talking like that i just don't think there's a safety that they're gonna take early 
you know, I talked about this already. Safety and tight end. I just don't feel like that's that's that. But let's take a break. We know we talked about defensive line. We talked about receiver. We'll come back. Uh, we talked about tackle, I guess. We'll come back with a few other positions and kind of call it a day here. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back guys. So, the the, the safety and tight end thing, like I said, I will be talking about those positions a ton. But like, if you're looking early right now, it's just not the place I would look. Like I did a mock today. I posted on Twitter. Who knows how long that'll be there still? But like, you know, Brian Branch just feels like a, a type that that Green Bay will like because of how you know reliable he's a tackler. He's he's just kind of he can play all over the place. You know they play him at star. You know I've talked about Branch a ton on the here, so we know we 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 know this. We know how good he is. Um, but safeties to actually watch this weekend that are playing in games that actually mean something. <laughs> you know, not like oh hey, Georgia's playing X team. Like you know that's that's not what we want to watch, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, even though LSU is playing UAB, that's still like a decent team. Like, like Jay Ward from from LSU is very interesting player. Uh, he's a little bit undersized, you know. When you look at those, you know, two hundred pound safeties, everybody wants a, that type of player. But like, he's six one one eighty four. 
Uh, you know, he flashes in coverage. He flashes. He's more flash right now than than consistency, but a very interesting prospect that I can't wait to dive into more. Like that would be somebody I'd watch. You know, Brandon Joseph, obviously. You know, the single high type. You know, turn create turnovers for me on the back end. You know, you're going to play a lot of middle field close coverage with him. Or, or you know, or you can play in too high, right? Like you can play quarters, six, two, whatever, what have you. But like he'll be, they're playing Boston College, and that's that's a good game. I didn't even mention on the edge Isaiah Foskey, which I should have, but like that is, that is kind of, you know, Preston Smith's length with juice, and if he can put it all together, he just really hasn't. He's really just more athlete than football player. Still, he's trying to overwhelm people with you know power and length and all that, and he's. He's got a good move to kind of swipe the hands at the top of his rush, but it just, again, the consistency hasn't been there yet. So I'll bring up Notre Dame, guys. I know a lot of people are going to probably talk about this, I think, for Notre Dame, and I think it's a good segue, though, uh, as we kind of finish up safety. I don't. There's not a whole lot I wanted to talk about there, but like, I know there's going to be people pounding the table for Michael Mayer. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it because I get who he is. Like, this is... You know, ball winner, catch through contact type, great body control. You know, does does all the right stuff. Good inline player, short area quicks to separate. Like this is, you know, oh, if you take a tight end early, you take him. Man, if I can get Tucker Craft on day two, I'd probably go that route. You know, similar sized player, fourth fourth year junior. He'll probably be a mobile. I'll be very surprised if Tucker Craft isn't a mobile. Like he is. Big rumbler in space. I think he's a really smooth mover, and he just comes out ready to finish you as a blocker. He is aggressive, but it's controlled, and that's the kind of players I like. Uh, so Kraft is is my guy, I think, in this draft class right now. If I were to point to one, I'm really excited the the attention he's going to get once the draft process gets underway. Assuming he declares. I guess he's a, he's a, he's a redshirt junior. He doesn't have to declare. But, man, I don't know how I wouldn't right now in this class. Like, you're going to get kind of overshadowed next year, and, and we'll talk about why next year, right? But, like, he's kind of going to get overshadowed. Next year's got some some studs at tight end, led, of course, by Bowers at Georgia. But Tucker Craft is the guy I'm going to go to bat for pretty much the, the entire draft process for Green Bay if they're going to go tight end. I understand why they're going to if they do because, again – I love Bobby Tunyon, man. He he's he played high school close to where I where I grew up, so like, you know, I got to watch him a, a little bit. You know, I think that they want to get you know more dynamic at the position. I, I totally understand that, and I think Tucker Craft would be really nice in green and gold. Another dude, you know, from the Dakotas, like Watson. You know, get these Dakota guys out here and let's 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 run an explosive, you know, efficient offense. I love the idea of it. Um, so, I, you know, interior offensive line is always interesting because, you know, if, if the Packers lose Elton Jenkins to free agency, it opens the door at one of the guard spots that you would hope, you would hope that Sean Ryan would take next year. But you know the Packers very, very well. They're not going to leave a draft without offensive linemen. That's just not their MO. Uh, Cooper Beebe is really nice interior player. Uh, good foot quickness, you know, he can be the phone booth, you know, pass protector, but also absolutely beat you to death in the run game. 
that's going to be a nice guy on day two where you're like, oh, you just want to plug a guy in. You know, BB and Runyon would be really nice as, as a duo. There are some guys that, that intrigue me, sure. Um, you know, Voorhees, a lot of people are going to like because he's a really, really fantastic athlete at, at, at the position. Uh, the foot quickness, you know, being able to reach block. Like, he, he's very much a zone type of guard, and that's the teams are going to like that a lot. I, I don't trust the anchor as much, but, again, there will be a home for him because of what the fit looks like. So we'll see on the interior. Like, I mean, Osiris Torrance at 6'5", 347 is, is a very power-based player who's going to be the road grader, like taking multiple guys out every play. Like, that's that's going to be him. That's going to be him. And I don't know if the backs are going to go that route. Cooper Beebe feels very much their speed. Very much their speed. And he will still be 21 uh, as of the draft. So another young player you can continue to mold into a, a potential all-pro. Now, the one thing uh, that makes this interesting and why I like talking about it, let's talk about corner, shall we? Just quick, just just, just, to, just to talk about corner for a second. I don't know if, like, Barry's scheme is just kind of, like, confusing guys with what their coverage, you know, the, what the read is in coverage, whether it's like, okay, I need to be, you know, I have the alert for this and with this formation and I'm just kind of jumping it early and not realizing that, okay, you know, teams running flood teams running smash, you know, all these like alerts that I have that I just am not recognizing. I'm not pointing the finger at one person. It's kind of everybody, you know, Stokes didn't take the year two leap. Obviously he got hurt, right? He's done for the year and he's not going to show us anymore. Alexander Douglas are fine players. Uh, Alexander hasn't played up to the, the contract per se. I still think he's very, very good. Um, and, and that people are going to, you know, criticize him for when he gets beat and not, not understand that, you know, he's making, he, he's staying sticky in man coverage. Like the, the pick that Douglas had last night, Alexander would have picked it as well, or at least been in front of that pass with the opportunity to pick the pass off. So that he was there to pick it off. Like that is, his play of Douglas doesn't peel back and pick it like, but you know, how do you guys feel about it? How do you feel about the corner room right now? How would you feel if, you know, Douglas maybe made a move to safety, you know, if that's, if that's out there and, you know, Savage at nickel be okay. But like Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, five eight one seventy seven, but he plays his butt off in, in, in man coverage. How would you feel about adding him, you know, to this, to this room at corner? How would you feel about adding Clark Phillips in the slot at corner? Right, slot corners, there, there's going to be guys uh, that you can you can look at and be like, all right, this guy's going to be able to handle the twitchy guys, the good route runners in the slot, and limit limit yak, limit separation there, and make plays. And, like, Hodges Tomlinson is going to be another guy, again, who's a little bit undersized from TCU. If people remember our Darius Washington from a couple of years ago, like, he's going to be that next guy who's, you know, going to get a lot of that attention and, and – and deservedly so. He's been playing on the perimeter, and he's been doing a strong job. But, like, you know, want a slot corner? Maybe go him. Christian Gonzalez is going to have a lot of fans in this draft class, and, and understandably so. Really nice zone corner, really great ball skills. Just looks fluid and comfortable, both of those things out there at the position. Like, Gonzalez, Douglas, Alexander, especially if you move Douglas to safety. Alexander and Gonzalez would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Caleb Ringo's got a lot of traits, you know, 
but if you had if you had Stokes, Alexander, and and Gonzalez with Douglas at safety, that sounds really good. Sounds really good. So I I would I wouldn't rule out corner either, you know. So that's just that's something I I wouldn't rule out. And if you want to watch Gonzalez and Clark Phillips both, and if you want to you know take a peek at Dalton Kincaid, who a lot of people like, tight end from Utah, 9:30 p.m. Central Time, 10:30 Eastern, 7:30 Pacific Time, Utah at Oregon, ESPN. So take a look. That would be a good one to to check out. Plus, you get a look at Bo Nix, who's I think getting a lot better at the quarterback position. If the Packers, you know, move on from 12 and you know, decide to decide to look at quarterbacks. So, or you could just watch potential Heisman winner Drake May uh, for 2024 at 4:30 p.m. Central on ESPN two against Georgia Tech. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, a lot of playmakers in the Tennessee South Carolina game at 6 p.m. Central on the on ESPN. Jaheim Bell, uh, you get a look at Hyatt and Tillman again. Like that's it's a game that I would have circled for a lot of prospects. USC UCLA give you a good look at. Jake Bobo is a big athletic wide receiver. You get a good look at Zach Charbonnet running back. That's the other thing. I think running back. I think running back needs a needs another guy in there. Needs another guy in there. Would I be opposed to drafting Bijan Robinson in the teens? No, I don't think I would be. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Aaron Jones sounds pretty good to me. AJ Dillon is an up back. Might be all right. Might be all right. I don't think the Packers will do it. I, th- I think they'll be very much interested in finding another guy. You know, day two, day three. But, you know, it always it always begs the question, you know, how high is too high to draft B. John Robinson? Um, probably one or two. <laughs> if you were basing it solely on, like, the, the talent of players in the class and not positional value, he might be the third best prospect in the class behind Carter and Anderson. It's very possible. Uh, but, like, but honestly, if you want to watch, like, if you want the deep dive running back, like, to check out, I think you should watch Dwayne McBride tomorrow uh, for UAB. And I'm now I'm going to search to make sure that he is playing in this game against uh, LSU because this is, again, a, a player who I am very excited to watch against top competition. His game against, and I've mentioned this before on the pod, I'm pretty sure, but I, his game against Georgia last year was very, very good. I was very, very impressed how he did against that team. Playing a ranked team in LSU, 8 p.m. Central, ESPN2. Like, I know it's not like a fabulous game per se, but like watching Dwayne McBride against that team will be very interesting in my opinion. Um, you can watch on Tucker if you got ACC Network tomorrow. That's another one, another running back that a lot of people like in the class, and I, I share that, you know, enthusiasm. But the late-night games will be there. Bedlam. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Eric Gray's probably not the explosive back they'd look for. But, like, if they just want to get, like, studs at running back, like, I mean, Rashawn Johnson from Texas is going to the Senior Bowl. He's 6'1", 223. He's behind B. John Robinson in the rotation at running back, but he's he's pretty talented in his own right. So there's just so many guys um, to pay attention to you know Marvin Mims is a good deep threat for Oklahoma receiver if you want to watch that game I don't think he'll be on the Packers board necessarily because he's you know 179 pounds we've talked about this and what they favor um but that's another guy to watch for and I I I just don't think the Packers right now personally 
maybe outside of outside of center and linebacker. I think that's it. Yeah, outside of center and linebacker, because I do actually I think at least based on last night, I I like the linebacker room. I think McDuffie and Barnes again have been are great depth pieces to have. I think the linebacker room looks really nice, and that's that's good. But outside of linebacker and maybe center, I think Myers has been overall very good in pass protection, run blocking. You know, a little bit. A little bit left to be desired. A little meat on the bone still to figure out. But, like, other than those two positions, I don't think anything is necessarily off the table for this team. So that's going to be very interesting to cover um, all draft season long. I know this was a bit of a shorter pod this week, but just a lot of thoughts in that Tennessee game and just kind of – I know the other guys on the network are going to go deep dive and just talk more about the game in general and, like, what happened, you know, PFF grades, you know, just talking about – every player but like I just wanted to get a draft focus kind of from that game and where I see the Packers like just all these positions I think are on the table and just highlight some names and like I said prospects for Packers is always going to be here right like when when we're doing college stuff and just just take a look at guys like watch a lot of games tomorrow see who shows up big you know hey Blake Corum and Chase Brown are playing in that Illinois Michigan game at running back like just check players out you know and and you know if you got a question on a player or prospect you know send it in Put it on Facebook. Find me on Twitter at Jake NFL Draft while Twitter is still live. I hope it's I hope this is just a weird phase, but like never know. But there's always a, a lot of avenues to ask draft questions. Maybe we'll set something up like Packernet After Dark that Ryan does that you can do for the draft and we'll just rip through a bunch of draft questions once once draft season really gets underway. And that's that's maybe what we'll do. But I'm gonna get out of here on this Friday. Hope you guys enjoy your Friday and your weekend with college football. And hopefully you can enjoy, uh, enjoy a Sunday, an NFL Sunday that I know Green Bay's not playing, but hopefully you just enjoy football in general. That's what we're all here to do. That's what sports is about. Enjoying it. So I'll catch you guys later next week. And uh, take it easy.